Holy Sonnets, John Donne What if this present were the world's last night? Mark in my heart, O soul, where thou dost dwell, the picture of Christ crucified, and tell whether his countenance can thee affright. Tears in his eyes quench the amazing light. Blood fills his frowns, which from his pierced head fell. And can that tongue adjudge thee unto hell, which prayed forgiveness for his foe's fierce spite? No, no, but as in my idolatry, I said to all my profane mistresses, beauty of pity, foulness only is. A sign of rigor, so I say to thee. To wicked spirits are horrid shapes assigned. His beauteous form assumes a piteous mind. O oh, my black soul, now thou art summoned by sicknesses, death's herald and champion. Thou art like a pilgrim which abroad hath done treason, and durst not turn to whence he is fled, or like a thief which, till death's doom be read, wisheth himself delivered from prison, but damned and held to execution, wisheth that still he might be imprisoned. Yet, Grace, if thou repent, thou canst not lack. But who shall give thee that grace to begin? O make thyself with holy mourning black, and red with blushing, as thou art with sin, and wash thee in Christ's blood, which hath this might, that being red, it dyes red souls to white. At the round earth's imagined corners blow, your trumpets, angels, and arise, arise. From death, you numberless infinities of souls, and to your scattered bodies go, all whom the flood did and fire shall overthrow, all whom war, death, age, agues, tyrannies, despair, law, chance hath slain, and you whose eyes shall behold God and never test death's woe. But let them sleep, Lord, and me more in a space. For if above all these my sins abound, tis late to ask abundance of thy grace. When we are there, here on this lowly ground, teach me how to repent, for that's as good as if thou hadst sealed my pardon with thy blood. As do by many titles I resign myself to thee, O God. First I was made by thee, and for thee, and when I was decayed, thy blood bought that, the which before was thine. I am thy son, made with thyself to shine, thy servant, whose pains health hast still repaid, thy sheep, thine image, and, till I betrayed myself, a temple of thy spirit divine. Why doth the devil then usurp on me? Why doth he steal, nay, ravish that thy right? Except thou rise, and for thy own work fight. Oh, I shall soon despair, when I do see That thou lovest mankind well, yet wilt not choose me. And Satan hates me, yet is loth to lose me. This is my play's last scene, here heavens appoint my pilgrimage's last mile, and my race idly yet quickly run, 
hath this last pace, my span's last inch, my minute's latest point, and gluttonous death will instantly unjoint my body and my soul, and I shall sleep a space, but my ever-waking part shall see that face, whose fear already shakes my every joint, then, as my soul to heaven, her first seat takes flight, and earth-born body in the earth shall dwell. So fall my sins, that all may have their right, to where they are bred, and would press me to hell. Impute me righteous, thus purged of evil, for thus I leave the world, the flesh, the devil. Spit in my face, you Jews, and pierce my side, buffet and scoff, scourge and crucify me, for I have sinned and sinned, and only he who could do no inquiety hath died. But by my death cannot be satisfied my sins which passed the Jews in piety. They killed once an inglorious man, but I crucify him daily, being now glorified. Oh, let me then his strange love still admire. King's pardon, but he bore our punishment, and Jacob came clothed in vile harsh attire but to supplant and with gainful intent. God clothed himself in vile man's flesh, so he might be weak enough to suffer woe. Death, be not proud, thou some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. For those whom thou thinkest thou dost overthrow, die not, poor death, nor yet canst thou kill me, from rest and sleep, which but thy pictures be, much pleasure, then from thee much more must flow, and soonest our best men with thee do go, rest of their bones, and soulless delivery. Thou art slave to fate, chance, kings, and desperate men, and doth, and doth with poison, war, and sickness dwell, and poppy or charms can make us sleep as well. And better than thy stroke, why swellest thou then? Our short sleep past, we wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. A hymn to God the Father. Wilt thou forgive that sin where I begun, which was my sin, though it were done before? Wilt thou forgive that sin through which I run, and do run still, thou still I do deplore? When thou hast done, thou hast not done, for I have more. Wilt thou forgive that sin which I have wound others to sin, and made my sin their door? Wilt thou forgive that sin which I did shun a year or two, but wallowed in a score? When thou hast done, thou hast not done, for I have more. I have a sin of fear, that when I have spun my last thread, I shall perish on the shore. But swear by thyself that at my death thy sun shall shine as he shines now and heretofore. And having done that, thou hast done, I fear no more. Psalm. By Euphrates' flowery side we did bide, from dear Judah fair absented, tearing the air with our cries, 
In our eyes, with their streams, his stream augmented, when poor Sion's doleful state, desolate, sacked, burned, and enthralled in the temple spoiled, which we ne'er should see, to our mirthless minds we called, our mute harps, untuned, unstrung, up we hung on green willows near beside us, where we, sitting all forlorn, thus in scorn, our proud spoilers can deride us. Come, sad captives, leave your moans and your groans, under Sion's ruins bury. Tune your harps and sing us lays in the praise of your God, and let's be merry. Can, ah, can we leave our moans and our groans under Sion's ruins bury? Can we in this land sing lays in the praise of our God and here be merry? No, dear Sion, if I yet do forget thine affliction miserable, let my nimble joints become stiff and numb to touch warbling harp unable. Let my tongue lose singing skill. Let it still to my parched roof be glued. If in either harp or voice I rejoice, till thy joys shall be renewed. Lord, curse Edom's traitorous kind. Bear in mind in our ruins how they reveled. Sack, kill, burn, they cried out still. Sack, burn, kill. Down with all, let all be leveled. And thou, Babel, when the tide of thy pride, now a-flowing, grow to turning, victor now shall then be thrall, and shall fall to as low an ebb of mourning. Happy he who shall thee waste, as thou hast us without all mercy wasted, and shall make thee taste and see what poor we by thy means have seen and tasted. Happy who thy tender barns, from the arms of their wailing mothers tearing, gainst the walls shall dash their bones, ruthless stones, with their brains and blood besmearing. The Annunciation and Passion Tamely, frail body, abstain today, today, my soul eats twice, Christ hither and away. She sees him man, so like God made in this, that of them both a circle and blem is, whose first and last concur, this doubtful day of feast or fast, Christ came and went away. She sees him nothing twice at once, who is all. She sees a cedar plant itself and fall, her maker put to making, and the head of life at once, nor yet alive, yet dead. She sees at once the virgin mother stay, reclused at home, public at Golgotha. Sad and rejoiced she's seen at once, and seen at almost fifty, and at scarce fifteen. At once a son is promised her, and gone, Gabriel gives Christ to her, he her to John. Not fully a mother, she's an orbitee and once the receiver and the legacy. All this and all between, this day hath shown the abridgment of Christ's story, which makes one 
as in plain maps, the furthest west is east. Of the angels Ave and Consumatum est, how well the church, God's court of faculties, deals in sometimes and seldom joining these. As by the self-fixed pole we never do, direct our course, but the next star thereto, which shows where the other is, and which we say, because it strays not far, doth never stray. So God by his church nearest to him we know, and stand firm if we by her motion go. His spirit, as his fiery pillar, doth lead, and his church, as cloud, to one end both. This church, by letting those days join, hath shown death and conception in mankind as one. Or it was in him the same humility that he would be a man and leave to be, or as creation he hath made as God, with the last judgment but one period. His imitating spouse would join in one manhood's extremes. He shall come, he is gone, or as though one blood drop, which thence did fall, accepted, would have served, he yet shed all. So though the least of his pains, deeds, or words would busy a life, she all this day affords. This treasure then in gross my soul repay, and in my life retail it every day. O oh man, look what shame for thee willingly I take on me. See my body scourged round, that it forms but all one wound, hanging deep twixt earth and sky, mocked and scorned by all goes by. See my arms stretched wide and open, and my sinews torn and broken. See upon the cross I hang, view these nails with bitter pang, which my own weight doth not tear. But thy weighty sins I bear. See my head, O oh me, forlorn, Pierced deep with cruel thorn, Which so long Theron hath stood, That the twig runs down with blood. View my feet, and see my side, Pierced and plowed with furrows wide. See all comfort from me taken, Both of heaven and earth forsaken, And not one, with word or deed, pities me whilst here I bleed. Yea, they all that stand in hearing mock me for my patient bearing, and with scoffs augment my sore, for when bitter pain I roar. Eli, Eli, I am dying. Hark, they mock me too for crying. This I bear for thine amiss. Was there ever pain like this? Yea, and I do most fear that, lest thou, man, shouldst prove ingrat. Now thou dost but make me smart, but in that thou killst my heart. A Description of Justice But Justice had no sooner mercy seen, smoothing the wrinkles of her father's brow, but up she starts and throws herself between, as when a vapor from a moory slough, meeting with fresh oes, that but now, open the world which all in darkness lay, doth heaven's bright face of his rays disarray,
and sads the smiling orient of the springing day. She was a virgin of austere regard, not as the world esteems her deaf and blind, but as the eagle that hath oft compared her eye with heaven's so, and more brightly shined, her lamping sight, for she the same could wind into the solid heart, and with her ears, the silence of the thought, loud speaking hears, and in one hand a pair of even skulls she wears. No riot of affection revel kept within her breast, but a still apathy processed all her soul, which softly slept securely without tempest. No sad cree wakes her pity, but wronged poverty, sending his eyes to heaven swimming in tears, with hideous clamors ever struck her ears, wetting the blazing sword that in her hand she bears. The winged lightning is her mercury, and round about her mighty thunders sound, impatient of himself, lies pining by pale sickness, with his curtured head upwound, and thousand noisome plagues attend her round. But if her clody brow but once grow foul, the flints do melt, and rocks to water roll, and airy mountains shake, and frighted shadows howl. Famine, and bloody's care, and bloody war, Want and the want of knowledge how to use abundance, age, and fear that runs afar before his fellow grief that a pursues his winged steps. For who would not refuse grief's company, a dull and robbed sprite that links the cheeks and pales the freshest sight, unbosoming the cheerful breast of all delight? Before this cursed throng goes ignorance that needs will lead the way he cannot see, and after all, death doth his flag advance, and in the midst strife still would roguing be. His ragged flesh and cloths did well agree, and well about amazed horror flies, and over all shame veils his guilty eyes, and underneath howls hungry throat still yawning lies. Upon two stony tables spread before her, she leaned her bosom more than stony hard. There slept the impartial judge and strict restorer of wrong or right, with pain or with reward. There hung the score of all our debts, the card, where good and bad and life and death were painted. Was never heart of mortal so untainted but when that scrawl was read, with thousand terrors fainted. Witness the thunder that Mount Sinai heard, when all the hill with fiery clouds did flame, and wandering Israel with a sight afeard, blinded with seeing, durst not touch the same, but like a wood of shaking leaves became. On the dread justice she, the living law, bowing herself with a majestic awe, all heaven to hear her speech, did into silence draw. Dread Lord of spirits, well thou didst devise to fling the world's rude dunghill and the dross of the old chaos furthest from the skies, and thine own seat that hear the child of loss, and all the lower heaven the curse and cross. That wretch beast 
captive monster man might spend, proud of the mire in which his soul is penned, clotted in clumps of clay his weary life to end. His body dust, where grew such cause of pride? His soul thy image, what could he envy? Himself most happy if he so would abide. Now grown most wretched, who can remedy? He slew himself, himself the enemy. That his own soul would her own murder wreak. If I were silent, heaven and earth would speak. And if all failed, these stones would into clamors break. How many darts made furrows in his side, when she, that out of his own side was made, gave feathers to their flight? Where was the pride of their new knowledge? Whither did it fade, when, running from thy voice into the shade, he fled thy sight, himself of sight bereaved, and for his shield a levy armor weaved? with which, vain man, he thought, God's eyes to have deceived. And well he might delude those eyes that see and judge by colors, for who ever saw a man of leaves, a reasonable tree? But those that from the stock their life did draw, soon made their father godly and by law, proclaimed trees almighty, gods of wood, of stocks and stones, with crowds of laurel, stood, templed, and fed by fathers with their children's blood. The sparkling fanes that burn in beaten gold, and like the stars of heaven in midst of night, black Egypt, as her mirrors doth behold, are but the dens where idle snakes delight, again to cover Satan from their sight. Yet these are all their gods to whom they thee, the crocodile, the cock, the rat, the fly, fit gods indeed for such men to be served by. The fire, the wind, the sea, the sun and moon, the flitting air and the swift-winged hours, and all, all the watchmen that so nimbly run, and sentinel about the walled flowers of the world's city in their heavenly bars, and lest their pleasant gods should want delight, Neptune spews out the lady Aphrodite, and but in heaven proud Juno's peacocks scorn to light. The senseless earth, the serpent, dog, and cat, and worse than all these, man, and worst of men, usurping Jove, and swilling back his fat and drunk with the vine's purple blood, and then the fiend himself they conjure from his den, because he only yet remained to be, worst than the worst of men, they flee from thee, and wear his altar stones out with their pliant knee. All that he speaks, and all that he speaks are lies, are oracles, tis he that wounded all, cures their all their wounds, he that puts out their eyes, that gives them light, he that death first did call into the world, that with his orzal and spirits earth, he heavened all-seeing eye, in earth's great prophet he whom rest doth flee, that on salt billows doth, as pillows sleeping lie. But let him in his cabin restless rest, the dungeon of dark flames and freezing fire, 
Justice in heaven against man makes request to God, and of his angels doth require sin's punishment. If what I did desire, or who, or against whom, or why, or where, or of before whom ignorant I were, then should my speech their sands of sin to mountains rear. Were not the heavens pure in whose courts I sue, the judge to whom I sue, just to requite him, the cause for sin, the punishment most due, justice herself the plaintiff to indict him, the angels holy before whom I cite him, he against whom wicked, unjust, impure, then might he sinful live and die secure, or trial might escape, or trial might endure. The judge might partial be and overprayed, the place appealed from in whose courts he sues, the fault excused or punishment delayed, the parties self-accused that did accuse. Angels for pardon might their prayers use, but now no star can shine, no hope begot. Most wretched creature, if he knew his lot, and yet more wretched far, because he knows it not. What should I tell how barren earth is grown, all for to starve her children? Didst not thou water with heavenly showers her womb unsown, and drop down clouds of flowers? Didst not thou bow thine easy ear unto the plowman's vow? Long might he look and look and look in vain, might load his harvest in an empty wain, and beat the woods to find the poor oak's hungry green. The swelling sea seethes in his angry waves, and smites the earth that dares the traitors nourish, yet off his thunder their light cork outbraves, mowing the mountains on whose temples flourish, whole woods of garlands and their pride to cherish, plough through the sea-green fields and nets display, to catch the flying winds and steal away cousening the greedy sea, prisoning their nimble prey. How often have I seen the waving pine, tossed on a watery mountain, knock his head, at heaven's two patient gates, and with salt brine, quench the moon's burning horns, and safely fled, from heaven's revenge her passengers, all dead, with stiff astonishment, tumble to hell. How oft the sea all earth would overswell, did not thy sandy girdle bindle the mighty swell. Would not the air be filled with streams of death to poison the quick rivers of their blood? Did not thy winds fan with their panting breath the flitting region? Would not the hasty flood empty itself into the sea's wide wood? Didst not thou lead it wandering from his way to give men drink and make his waters stray, to fresh the flowery meadows through whose fields they play. Who makes the sources of the silver fountains from the flint's mouth and rocky valleys slide, thickening the airy bowels of the mountains? Who hath the wild herds of the forest tied in their cold dens, making them hungry bide, till man to rest be laid? Can beastly he, that should have most sense, 
Onely senseless be, and all things else beside himself so awful see. Were he not wilder than the savage beast, prouder than haughty hills, harder than rocks, colder than fountains from their springs released, lighter than air, blinder than senseless stalks, more changing than the river's curling locks, if reason would not, sense would soon reprove him, and unto shame, if not to sorrow, move him. See cold clouds, wild beasts, dull stalks, hard stones, outlove him. Under the weight of sin, the earth did fall, and swallowed Dathan. And the raging wind and stormy sea and gaping whale did call for Jonas, and the air did bullets find, and shot from heaven a stony shower to grind. The five proud kings that for their idols fought. The sun itself stood still to fight it out, and fire from heaven flew down when sin to heaven did shout. Should any to himself for safety flee, the way to save himself, if any were, were to fly from himself, should he rely upon the promise of his wife? But there, what can he see but that he most may fear? A siren, sweet to death, upon his friends, who that he needs, or that he hath not lends, or wanting aid himself, aid to another sends, his strength, but dust, his pleasure, cause of pain, his hope, false courtier, youth or beauty, brittle, entreaty, fond, repentance, late and vain, just recompense, the world were all too little. Thy love, he hath no title to a tittle. Hell's force, in vain her furies hell shall gather, his servant's kinsmen, or his children rather. His child of good shall judge, if bad shall curse his father. His life that brings him to his end and leaves him, his end that leaves him to begin his woe. His goods, what good in that? that so deceives him. His gods of wood, their feet, alas, are slow, that go to help, that must be helped to go. Honor, great worth, a uh, little worth they be unto their owners. Wit, that makes him see he wanted wit, that thought he had it, wanting thee. The sea to drink him quick, that casts his dead, Angels despair, they punish. Night to hide, the world shall burn in light. The heavens to spread their wings to save him. Heaven itself shall slide and roll away like melting stars that glide along their oily threads. His mind pursues him. His house to shroud or hills to fall and bruise him. As sergeants both attach, and witnesses accuse him. What need I urge? What they must needs confess? Sentence on them, condemned by their own lust. I crave no more, and thou canst give no less than death to dead men, justice to unjust. Shame to most shameful and most shameless dust. But if thy mercy needs, will spare her friends 
Let mercy there begin where justice ends. Tis cruel mercy that the wrong from right defends. She ended, and the heavenly hierarchies, Bernie and Zeal, thickly embranded too, were like to an army that alarm cries, and every one shakes his righted spear. The Almighty's self, and he would tear the earth, and her firm bases quite in sunder, flamed all in just revenge and mighty thunder. Heaven stole itself from earth by clouds that moistened under. Selfishness of the world. This moved the prudent hermits to forsake country, acquaintance, parents, livings, land, and in the wilderness a cell to make where they, secured from injuries, might stand. Though moss, not down, they asked instead of bed, and were with hips and haws for dainties fed. Its ease enough, whereas may lodge content, its cheer enough, where nature is sufficed, its right enough, whereas no wrong is meant, its love enough, where no hate is devised. Better to live alone in peace and rest than amongst the multitude and be oppressed. Some unfrequented woods I seek to find, some unknown desarts journey I to see. What solitarians hath there assigned, for such as her inhabitants shall be, the earth I survey for the secretest field, to prove what entertainment it may yield. The lynx, that is the clearest beast of sight, seemeth to sheer, shed a sure of Christall tears. The lion, monarch for his matchless might, offers no force to load my life with fears. Tiggers are tame, bulls hurt me not with horn, wolves are like lambs, by them I am not torn. My misadventures do them all amaze, of mine afflictions they remain in awe, on my mishaps and my misfortunes gaze, as though they so strange objects never saw. So forlorn like I pass, so vile, so base, that they relent to view my ruthful case. Thus I, with eyes of far discerning mind, homeward, convert a distort countenance, in esperance, acquaintance some to find, which might eyewitness unexpected chance, earth's carment here to thy scandal, see the mercy which the merciless shew me. Thou wilt not alter, but from have to hold, from catch to keep, from much to gather more, from cottages to farms, from lead to gold, from competence into superfluous store, thy nature not to such but envy yields, as have a meadow greener than thy fields. Might I hire to some usurer found, whose gorget chests surfeit with cramming gold, whose coffers with commodities abound, so full that they no sterling more may hold. Rome, rascals, then, make space and grace for me, whereas my worship shall in person be. I would elect, flaunt, cut, and swash for mates, for choice companions, pleasure, mirth, delight, 
for equals, gentles, honorables, states. Ajax would not presume to prove my might. Milo would bear his bull and let me go. Malicious Momus durst not be my foe. Dignities seem inferior and too bad to be my shadow. Science would attend, invention, practice, arts, to make me glad. Poetry my profession would commend. Dutiful loyalty would humbly greet my person passing through the perspicuous street. But now the worst are censured too good. The miscreants, the abjects, the forlorn. A judging baseness born of better blood. A corner of my company, doe scorn. So edible an object am I thought. Content, forsaken, loathed, and set at naught. Yet, miser, thus disparaged I live. Succor and means of maintenance to me. The heat, the air, the woods and water give. Though fortunatelines hate it so to be. I borrow not, doubting to be denied. I steal not, fearing my life should be tried. Come, staff, and manage mine unhappy hand. Scrip, guard my shoulders. Burthen, light to bear. Three merry mates, we against the sun will stand. Solace to see that comforts none can hear. The lighter purse, the less the cares are found. Hark, while I whis whistle to the winds abound. The Patience of Poverty Depart, yea, discontents, Like reprobates, for patience All adversities endures, In rarest disposition imitates, Here be penance that all diseases cures, Heals in turn maladies of wounded minds, and salves the sores that physic salveless finds. Credit not vain persuasion that deludes fond tractability with fallacies, and such inducements forcibly intrudes into credulity with sophistries that man whom reason's index should direct. Suggested is true judgment to neglect. Ask contentation, what's felicity? And ask felicity, what is content? Ask life, what is the death of misery? And ask dumb death, what makes life permanent? Pursue the contents of contented mind, thou not but patience registered shalt find, discretion censure which is better found, much to possess, and natheless live in need, or to enjoy but little and abound, so competence necessities may steed. Brooks satisfy thirst with convenience store, the spacious ocean's liquid can no more. Youth addressed by vice and virtue. Vice. Brave youth, if to this woman, stern and grim, thou care do give, and wilt her footsteps tread, in a most irksome way she will thee lead, with great turmoil and dangers manifold, in summer's parching heat and winter's cold, 
Through many a thorn, steep and craggy ground, wherein no pleasing mates are to be found, but savage beasts and monsters fell, to whom in end a woeful prey shall thou become. But if thou wilt resolve to go with me, in this my way thou shalt be wholly free, from all such toil and danger, passing still through flowery fields and meadows, where at will thou mayst most pleasant company enjoy, and all delightful sports without annoy. Virtue To please thine eyes, I use no curious art without disguise, true and unsustained to be, which to thy view her inward falsehood and my truth may slew, as painful, dreadful, dangerous my path, yea, and pernicious, she traduced hath, hers vaunting to be pleasant and secure, and such as might all joy to thee procure, in both she a most shameless liar is, for that my path, though painful, leads to bliss and glory, yea, the pains thereof are sweet, for that with solid inward joys they meet, whereas her way, though pleasant she at name, leads to destruction, infamy, and shame. Hallowed be thy name. Our Father, which dost sit on heaven's high throne, all praise and glory be to thee alone. Our Father, where or how shall we begin? Thou high and pure, we deeply fraught with sin. Can we the organs be to sound thy praise, which chained to earthly clogs can no way raise, a thoughts on high beyond our earthly rule? We cannot raise ourselves, but when we reule in antique pleasures or in fond delights, or when we feed our eyes with pleasing sights, when we to thee do pray, we fear like blocks. When thou to thus dost speak, we stand like stocks. We have no sense of thy great loo or power, or that the zeal of thee should verdure. We need not fear. We understand thee not, no, nor ourselves. We are the stain and blot of all thy workmanship, for we recoil when we should do our charge, and always soil our best performance with somebody thought. What shall we say, Lord? We are worse than not. From the first mooing sphere into earth's center, all creatures fail thee not, but man dares venture to stray and wander like a blazing star. Pursuing troubles, change, dearth, and war. Thou lookest down from heaven, thy stateful throne, and doing good, thou didst behold not one. We have our natural corruption within, which, since our fall, is always prone to sin. We have the world without verses, and the duel to draw and lead us to a world of Ill. We are not worth the silly widow's might, 
How canst thou then in our poor gifts delight? Tis true, O Lord, the widow's gift was small. A lesser gift could not be given at all. Yet was the might accepted well from her, which, being poor, did all she had confer. But we'd have nothing good, no, not a motion, nor one poor drop of grace from thine ocean. And all our stores but mere poetry, except thine all-sufficient grace supply. But so supplied, thou takest recreation in one good thought, or one ejaculation. Our poor endeavors and desires of good by thee as real acts are understood. Our Father, then, we may thee justly call, our treasure, King, our Lord, are all in all. Let three in one be yourn in adoration, as three in one were in the world's creation. Christ's Bloody Sweat This man of men did in his troubled spirit into a stream of soft compassion melt, his ice blowed, that frailty might inherit the son of comfort, by the griefs he felt. Each drop of blood he shed, he shed it then, to wash a several sin from several men. Here saw he princes in the awful throne of eminency, how wantonly they strove, for thirst of glory, to protect alone, religious name, not for religious love, gracing the graceless, in whom grace was lost such parasites as knew to flatter most. For those he sweated blood, that they whom heaven created, gods on earth, should so profane, by courses indirect and laws uneven, of will and sensual lust, the law first drawn, by that eternal royalty who stood to watch their faults, for kings he sweated blood. Here saw he such who under those were placed, in seeds of greatness and commands of state, how fond in their madness they did wast their greatness in ambition and debate, aiming not to support, but scorn the good, by unjust force, for such he sweated blood. Here saw he how in Moses' chatter there reigned scribes clothed in wool of lambs, and speaking well, but wolves in nature, so corruptly stained, as if they were but messengers of hell, abusing unlearned souls in Levitt's power, more ready than to cherish, to devour. Those whom the breath of God at first inspired to shine as lamps and speak the heavenly sound with angels' tongues were silent, if not heard, more studying with the scriptures to compound their own traditions, and for those indeed, in heavy drops the sweat of Christ did bleed. Here saw he lawyers soberly ungoined, wanting the robe of justice, not regarding the poor man's right, nor where the case was sound, but giving judgment as he felt rewarding, whose tongue was bought against that side was weak, most times as well to hold his peace as speak. For them he sweated blood, and here he saw entrusted jurisdiction overswayed by partial favor above form of law, cold conscience by which conscience was betrayed, 
For those condemning were condemned to munch. As they condemned, he sweated blood for such. Here saw his soldiers toiling in the heat of cruelty, not measuring the right, why they bore arms, but to content the great, and for their own lawless hate, prepared to fight, for prey and spoil adventuring to rent their lives and souls for those he blood has spent. Here saw he others that did keep the sword of office and authority in peace, compacted in a knot, not to accord, or set at unity, strives but increase, wounding or sparing with a watchful hand, as some superior person should command.